0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs, episode 58. It's me, Bill T., your host, and we're coming at you with George T. as a guest in the studio. Uh, On this episode, we talk about project updates, talk about what I'm doing with my two buses that I currently have going right now. Uh, We also talk about why quality costs so much money. And then we talk about pre-purchase tips on buying a Volkswagen. We also go into detail about our giveaway bug this year that we're looking for, and we talk about a big find uh, that we got a phone call on and go over the details of that thing. We also finished off the podcast talking about what shows we'll be at this year. So make sure you guys take a listen. Maybe come out and see us at some of these shows that you're at. Let us know you're a fan of the podcast and uh, show some of your support. I want to give a shout out today to Brett Finley. Brett Finley posted on our Facebook page and said he's got an extremely stressful job and a long drive home. And it's sure nice to unwind listening to this great podcast on the way home. So he gave us five stars and a thumbs up on Facebook. So make sure you guys, if you go on Facebook, uh, give us a review on Facebook. Also, if you can, go to your podcast subscription, whatever it is whether it be Spotify or Google Play or Apple iTunes. But make sure you guys give us five stars and review us because the more reviews and five stars we get, the more people that are out there hunting for a good VW podcast will come across this podcast. So it's all about promoting the scene. So appreciate everybody's comments and uh, questions that they sent us to discuss. Some of the questions we went over on this, we also answered some listener questions. But without any further ado, guys, let's get into it. Episode 58 on Let's Talk Dubs. a, a nice station wagon to have a- Hey, everybody, we're back. It's me, Bill T. And George T. And we're here for another podcast today. Uh, George and I are going to be chopping some stuff up and going over some specific topics. I'd uh, like to welcome George back to the podcast. Haven't had him out here for a while, George. Thank you for having me, Bill. Always what's,
1: an honor to be on Let's Talk Dubs.
0: Oh, what's uh, what's new and exciting with you, George? I'm uh, making
1: nice headway on uh, a quicksand project I've been working on for quite some time. Uh, Getting very excited about that. Just got back from buses. Had a great weekend there. And uh, lots of other good VW stuff.
0: Yeah, so interestingly enough, you said that quicksand project, and I've noticed, and and by saying quicksand, you're referring to the paint color in this car. Correct. And I've noticed recently uh, a couple cars painted like those Toyota Battleship gray and some of those things like that, which seems to be super cool right now, but I still think those colors are kind of timeless and with a VW because you can always go with like an early Carrera look where they had kind of those muted colors that were a little Correct. bit off. I think the, the, the,
1: one of the reasons I actually, because we, we got into a discussion, me knowing when we were doing that car, because we initially talked about doing Agave and then Pip came out with the Agave bus. So that kind of stirred us away from that. And we were looking for another original VW color. And he's like, man, I just love that Tacoma color. And I looked at that and I said, man, that kind of, that, that could almost get away as an original VW color if you really sure. look at it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I said, I'd be down to do that if you were and he he loved it. And matter of fact, actually the quicksand one, we had bought a flat quicksand for it mm-hmm. three years ago. Cause initially we we're just gonna bring it in, flat quicksand it and and boogie out with it, and it turned into obviously a much bigger project I'm at that gla- point in time. I-
0: I'm glad it's a gloss quicksand because I think flat paint is yeah. going to run it's it's in a style right now and it's gonna run out after a while. I mean, flat paint is timeless on an old fifty oh, yeah. shoebox for it or something like that because but it's not timeless. It's from the '50s. But then when yeah. you take a, you know, a, a, a 1978 Gremlin, and you do it flat black. You know, it's just it's it's kind of a dated. Like you're theming that car. Also,
1: three four years ago, man, it's got to be three or four years when we bought the flat quicksand for that. Um, you know, flats were hot. <laughs> I just got done painting uh Sean's Pinsgauer in that kind of flat ish, yeah, like a satin finish on there that ODB green. Um, so we were kind of on that kick, like yeah, let's just do that real quick. Well, we have turned out to actually gloss it out and actually make it shine. And I, me, myself, I've never taken a build to this level. Like I actually got the undercarriage to gloss out, like, and we did body work on it. And I mean, really put some time in that, that, that we have never done on a bus build before. So I'm pretty stoked on that one.
0: No, it's going to be a pretty dope project when that thing comes out. I'm excited to see that thing hit the road because I I enjoy one of the things that's been lost in the past couple of years, with the exception of a handful of guys who are just delivering top-level builds and just super cool stuff. is just seeing people kind of push the envelope. You know, that's been, uh, that for me has been one of the things that's, I don't want to say it's been bumming me out on the scene, but it's, I guess the only way I can describe it has been bumming me out on the scene. Like one of the the beauties of going to the car shows for us, especially going to Southern California, the Mecca VW stuff is like seeing all the newest of the new and the greatest of the great. Yeah. And no disrespect to Pip. Pip and Buddy have been doing tons of tons of great stuff and, uh, you know, cookers and all those guys. But the reality is, you know, it's the same couple guys. And it's always good to see other people bring new stuff out.
1: Right, I tell you what, I strive to reach the level of those guys. And I know I got a long way to go, but I really strive to try and <laughs> it's funny. I, I'm sure everybody does this in their line of work. When I'm doing something, I run names on my head. Like, I wonder what Buddy would do in a situation like this. I wonder what Pip would do if he, if he got into a situation yeah. like this. I wonder what this guy would do, you know? Uh, you, wh- whoever it is, whatever aspect of it, like when I'm thinking of suspension, huh? I wonder how Mike over at DubFab or Nate would handle something like this. Like, what would they build to make this what they want it to be, you know? Oh, yeah. But I think about those guys who I strive to, to be as good as hopefully. At least be in the same conversation. Never, never probably reach the level of those guys just because. Um, never said you know, never, George. I, I'm also one dude I work by myself, like literally. Hey, so
0: You're related to 92% Greek, bro. So <laughs> anything's possible, dude.
1: Hopefully I'm 92% as well. Wow. Well, you hope. have to
0: do a DNA test, bro, and find that out. <laughs> we but look you a guys lot alike. Can, You guys can check it on Insta, on Facebook and uh, your boy, Bill T, here, 92% Greek, which is pretty much 100 because they're 8% off. Um, but. Uh, yeah, their, their machine's got to be about yeah. 8% off in calibration. Needed the calibration. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just was uh, jumping in here to look at some stuff on on Instagram while we were chatting. Uh, so we have quite a few things we want to discuss specifically. But uh, one of the things that, br- that, and this is more of a free form, so hopefully you guys like it. If you don't, tune out. Um, but when you started talking about the new things people are doing and all this stuff, mm-hmm. Buddy last week had a picture of the bus he's working on with the coil over front suspension.
1: I saw that and I was wondering about that. Yeah. So did they build that themselves there?
0: Um, I don't know the details on it. We'll, we'll, I know, we'll, I know
1: we'll, a, a metal fab guy did cause in the link he, he links him to it, but I actually went to that guy's page and tried to see, you know, the building of it because it's really cool. Looking yeah. Out. It's
0: pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's the, the plates look like they say DCW on it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, DCW means something specific. And obviously
1: he's got it triangulated, like those tubes are coming off the frame and that's going to be the strut tower on top. Yeah. If you're looking at the picture, guys, sorry for not... Yeah, so if you guys go to Type 1
0: Restoration and there's uh, there's a post by Buddy... And it just shows um, a bus front beam with a coilover front shock in it, which... And
1: now I know how Buddy gets so much cool stuff done because Jesus works there.
0: Yeah, so says right there, <laughs> Jesus is installing the independent front suspension. And we know that through Jesus, all things are possible, man. All so, things. There you go. Um, look, you ain't got, I ain't got no problem with that. Um, but the reality... Oh, yeah. So WC, WCD fabrication, WCD. Yep. So is that backwards?
1: Yeah, maybe that plate was welded on backwards or they were looking at it from the other angle.
0: So... Um,
1: it looks like he does a lot of suspension work or whatnot. But that's a that's a really creative way to tackle that in the bus to put a coilover over on it.
0: So my point for bringing it up was that I was uh I was checking out a company um a company called iMore out of uh out Brazil. of uh, Brazil that does the front bus suspension and it may be it may be Ilmore, I'm not hundred percent who it was, but um we were talking I talked to those guys for a little bit on WhatsApp, communicating with them about a front bus suspension. And on last week's podcast, we have we have we uh, we had Brian uh, Hamrick on here. And he and I were talking after the podcast a little bit about, because as of his connections in Brazil and bringing cars in. One of the things that makes that coil, so this company, iMore, sells a coilover bus front suspension, similar to like Red 9 design. Mm-hmm. And this. Uh,
1: but theirs is kind of, you got to build it, right?
0: No. It, it, well, it, there's a couple of different ways to sell a couple of different stages that they sell it. The biggest issue is what's the killer on those? Is the shipping to get it here? It's like twenty six hundred bucks delivered here, twenty seven hundred bucks, mm-hmm. which still seems fairly inexpensive. But in reality, if somebody bought three or four of those beams, threw them in a car that they were shipping over here, to lower the the shipping tax, if there's already stuff coming over here. But we talked about that, so you never know. There could be some stuff that's going to be. Uh, that 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 could be hit the market over here. I sure would love to. T- I I would love to test a an air and front suspension on my bus if you could get mm-hmm. it. Now that I've got the front end of my bus tub a little bit, thanks to Joe McRae at uh, Rustology, Rustology Garage. Garage. Thanks to him, I got my front tub. Oh, in. do
1: I get a good Joe story?
0: Oh, do you get a good Joe story? We love Joe stories.
1: He even gave me permission to talk about this on the.
0: Podcast. Oh, fantastic! So we'll go into Joe's story in just a second. But with with that, I would like to. I would I would not have a problem airbagging my bus to set it low. I just. I always am worried back and forth on the airbag stuff in regards to reliability stuff, but that may have to be a fear that I might have to get over.
1: But yeah, I, th- I, I think air ride is the the
0: future of Volkswagens. But uh, you were talking about a Joe story. So Joe McRae, what's this Joe? What's this Joe story? Well,
1: we go two buses by the bridge. When I say we, uh, me and my Las Vegas Volkswagen Club buddies, uh, we've been going there for the last fourteen years, and we got our own little corner. If you if you're a regular of the show, you've seen where we hang, and we've been there for the last 14 years. You know, people like Eric Octo take care of us and rope off our space, and guys like Ronnie look out for us and make sure that we got it. And we love those guys for doing that stuff for us. So we had a couple of buses that kind of bowed out this year, either with technical issues and whatnot, or, or just couldn't make the time to come down. So we let Joe come and park in our space, you know, because Joe's a friend of ours and whatnot. And uh, we get really prime parking in the front there, but also Las Vegas Volkswagen Club. We do a, or me and Jason Dunkle do a horseshoe tournament, kind of like on our own. We usually have ma- maybe four teams, right? So me and Dunkel, first round played Scott Wyatt and Joe Joe McRae from Rushology Garage. <clears throat>
0: so it's Vegas boys against Utah
1: boys. Vegas versus Utah boys. Mm-hmm. So me and Joe are on one side, and Dunkel and Scott are on the other. And you know, Joe being Joe, he's ribbing. <laughs> he likes he's to. Rib- ri- he's ribbing away. He likes he's to rib. He likes to play with fire because he's ribbing a Greek. All He's firefighters
0: <laughs> all firefighters ever did when they were working besides watering slabs, they just sit around and joke with each other yeah. all day and make spaghetti like I see on the commercials. Go ahead.
1: So if, if you're familiar with the way our space is, is, we fan out our buses that aren't camping to where it's basically our border is, is buses facing outward. And we're on a corner, a pretty busy corner of the space. And our horseshoe tournament takes place in the sand across from our space. Well, one thing that we, we've always had our porta potties by our space, so it's been a, it's been a pretty regular thing that porta mm-hmm. potties in front of our space. And from where we are at, if you looked at a Las Vegas Volkswagen campsite, you saw, you know, Scott Moses' bus, uh, Troy stories, and next in and, and Stephen Hartlauer's. And next in line was Joe's, so he was right at where the porta potty started. All right, so we're ribbon at this point in time, and uh, you know I'm letting him slide on a bunch of stuff, and it's it's we're just being funny with each other. So we get our butts handed to us by the Utah boys. So me and uncle got to go take a seat. And uh, I'm being myself, and I'm busting someone's chops to the table. And Joe said, I can't hear you over there. So I told him to dig, and he replied. And I said, bro, you got to put a little more air in those old lungs. I can't hear you over here. <laughs> so he stands up, and he's like, I'm going to get you, George. I'm going to get you. And he starts walking back over to the campsite. Well, at this point in time, the porta potty truck comes, the lunch truck, as some call it, right. The honey <laughs> pulls way. up, and he's right next to the porta potties. And Joe, you know, he's like, "Oh, opportunity to strike!" So he says, "Hey, George!" And I look over, I'm like, "What's up?" And he's like, he <laughs> thumbs over to the truck and says, "Hey, they're hiring!" And I was like, "Ha ha, real funny!" At that point, the truck starts backing up, <laughs> it's backing up right towards Joe's bus, and I said, "Oh no, Joe! They're here to pick your bus up." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man Nice he, you,
1: Even he enjoyed that one He was like I, he, When I talked to him later on Sunday I apologize Like hey man I didn't mean to go so deep And he was like Dude don't even worry about it It was hilarious He goes matter of fact You can even tell that story On the podcast Yeah jo- <laughs> Joe likes
0: to rib But sometimes when you rib him back It looks like it hurts his feelings man yeah. So I get, I get a little sensitive about shout that Shout out to Joe yeah, Great shout sport out to my boy Joe, sport. Joe McCray And my, he
1: took a top 20 of bus by the bridge
0: My dog up in Utah So As um, did
1: Scott Moses Stephen Hartlauer Eric Black And Shannon Akai all that was in our corner. So we, nice. we had quite a few top 20s in our corner.
0: Nice. So besides buses by the bridge um, and talking about some of the suspension stuff that we just talked about. So we'll be seeing about if we can get some of those air print suspensions here in town. Um, project updates. My double cab is back on the road. George uh, put in a couple days on that thing and got that dude back on the road. <laughs> motor's in it. Uh, it's it's amazing how, it, it it is really amazing to me how quickly, and I say quickly, but the bus was down for probably a year mm-hmm. and those, all the rubber lines got super hard within a year. No, that rubber line, I made that and got to be 2011. <laughs> it was a year I since. mean,
1: realistically, that, that line's not, not brand new. So what he's talking about is I used the aeroquip dash six on push locks for fuel. If the people are going to spend that money and Bill had on one of his vehicles and decided to put it onto the carbon cab. I'm not sure what it came up. Oh, did however. I repurpose? You did. You I'm repurposed like it Thunberg. Else. I very, repurpose. Very How similar.
0: dare you? I use, I reuse and reuse. And it's not because I'm cheap. Okay, maybe so it's because I'm cheap. I'm there by myself. I'm uh, working on this
1: thing. And I get it to the point where I'm actually going to attempt to fire it. But obviously, one of the first things I do is put power to the fuel pump and, you know, check everything for leaks. So I run to the front, I kick the fuel pressure on, bzzz, I hear the pump coming on, cool. I get to the back and it looks like the Bellagio fountain in the motor compartment. It's beautiful, just spraying beautiful. everywhere. Oh, Good thing it's gasoline. Thought it was beautiful. No risk of fire. So I run in there and I shut the fuel pump off. And I go to look at the hose and it has just cracked and deteriorated all the fittings. I'm like, well, we're going to redo this. And I said, if I'm going to redo it, I'm going to make it better. So I did a bulkhead in the back breast tin, or I guess you'd call the front breast tin to made and made it to where it's a nice removable line coming off there and the fuel lines will come off with the engine when you pull it now
0: well listen it wasn't cracked and left my house dude so mm-hmm. the, the typical i'm gonna go straight customer on man. hey he also so so <laughs> go I, I go to test go Straight, drive straight it. customer wasn't well, like that when I left my house
1: i go to test drive the car and this is after putting two two pretty hard days into the car I'm just mm-hmm. going and cleaning up stuff and just trying to get things a little nicer neater in there and uh i i go to test drive it and i put the clutch down and there's just no resistance. And I'm like, that's not right. I, I could have swore I saw a stage one on this thing when I put it in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, give it a couple of pumps, and you hear that click, 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 click. And I was like, oh, cool. The clutch tube's broken. So <laughs> that was a whole other adventure. Just right, right at the end of the day. But let,
0: let's get to the good part. So we pulled the mo- we, we pulled the motor. I had Adam Wick go through and double check some stuff because the oil pump was yeah. leaking. And it had it had a custom funky oil pump on it when we first rebuilt it, and then it had a little bit of a a, a seepage on there. And Adam went through and pulled it apart, checked it all out, we got it back together, put it on the dyno. You guys saw the dyno video on that. We switched up our game because last September it was supposed to be done so I could do land speed run and the big thing that we did was put 48s back on it. Mm-hmm. So George, you've driven my bus, my mm-hmm. my double cab, and you've driven Scott's double cab. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they feel the same?
1: They're very similar. They're both super powerful. I'll mm-hmm. be curious to see when they line mm-hmm. up with each other. It's not what you said when
0: I picked up my bus. You're well, like, bro... This thing's so fast. Also, I hadn't
1: been in. Uh, it was. It's very fast. So Monster. my bus is exactly some chump Monster. on its own. It's. It's got some power. Take, bro. This just wasn't. George wasn't down. mentioned in this conversation.
0: It was type four versus type four. It was Scott and I'm Bill. I'm just saying.
1: I'm used to driving my bus. Double cab shootout. I know what my bus feels like. Yeah, your bus. And is then I got your bus, and I was like, oh wow, it's it's like it's same same thing. When I drove Scott's, they are a different level. I'm sure people have like, seen the do, video of me and Scott racing on Instagram. And then Steve Richardson getting mollywopped by the both of us on the left.
0: <laughs> in a bug. By the way. Who uh, would ever think? Who'd by ever
1: th- the way. My <laughs> bus was loaded with swap meat goodies I scored that day. When I say loaded, I'm talking about a bicycle, a cart, a uh, air compressor. Uh, I mean, I had my toolbox. I had everything yeah, in the but back Steve- of there. In Steve's, defense. In Steve's
0: him, defense, he said you guys got the jump on him.
1: Got the jump. He was revving. I'm just, I wasn't looking oh, for a race. Oh, hold but, on. That Hold dude was ravenous as we were
0: pulling up to light, like what is Are this you guy say, doing? Man, well, I might have to have a Steve Richardson back on the pod. I might have Steve. He's never been on the podcast. On I may it. have to have Steve on the podcast just for clarification. Just on to clarify <laughs> what what how the hey, pink oval got you play with up, fire. You get, you burned. get burned, bro. <laughs> it's it's hot, bro. It's hot.
1: And he was playing with fire that day for sure.
0: So big type four buses back on the road. So the double cab is back on the road. So I'm going to be a little. I'm going to try as hard as I can. George asked me did I stomp on it on the way home. I can tell you what I did do. I was on the freeway and that thing's been geared for. Uh, driving to the moon and back. And so I had my foot barely on the throttle, okay, uh, barely on the throttle, doing GPS corrected 70 miles an hour on the freeway. And I was at about 22, 2300 RPM by ear because I don't think the tax yeah, working. Yeah, the tack ain't working. Um, that's what have So much power just blew the needle off. Mm, I saw the wiring under that dash. Well, it's whatever. pretty horrendous off, whatever. with your stereo. So, um, <laughs> got time for that, dude. I got I to gotta get my jams. <laughs> no one got time for that. Nobody we got time. just want to hear the rocking jams. So... That thing was that, that thing's a monster, and George asked me today when he got it. He says, dude, you get on it. I said, no. I was just I was happy for it to be on the road. And one of the few times where I showed some restraint and didn't just wring its neck coming over here. So uh, I'm looking forward to maybe taking out this weekend for a cruise because I haven't driven it. I you got to bring it by
1: the shop on Saturday. This will give you a good excuse. You can take it to Cars and Coffee uh-huh. and then bring it to the shop on Saturday so I can truly sink the car bears because it sounds like it's off a little bit. Uh-huh. Like, they're, they're we'll not hitting at the same time. We'll check it
0: out, bro. I mean, I might you might just have to go around town looking for burnout patches, dude, because yeah. that's the monster doing burnouts. So uh, the double cab's back on the road. I'm going to keep it low-key, and my goal is to get it out this year. If they do one in the springtime, I'm going to reach out to Burley Burlow, And if they do a 36-horsepower challenge, I'm going to try to get out there in the beginning of this year and try to make a land speed record attempt for crew cab, a super, super big block crew cab uh, land speed attempt. I'm looking forward to that. And then um, after that, the other project that I have that's currently in the process of being worked on is my Bull Run bus. So the Bull Run bus has had the roof surgically replaced. So now it's 21 window. So I'm excited because now Bull Run the Bull Run bus will go through another slight metamorphosis. I've had all the Bull Run logos on it forever um, because it was on the TV show and I'm going to carefully extract the bull run logos and replace them with let's talk dubs logos. And, uh, it's just the next evolution of that bus. Also, it's going to get the polished wheels back on it. Maybe my boy at dub fab worked me a special deal on a, on a front beam and we get a front beam on there. I'm get just, on it, Mike. I'm just, I'm just still going back and forth on the, on the air. I just get a little, uh, I don't know. I got to get over it. I guess. Well,
1: you know, when you, when we were having that discussion with Joe about the air, and it's it's not so much for when you get to the show and lay it out. The cool thing is you can have four or five people in it and it keep up. it at a nice low riding yeah. level without scraping anything. If I put my wife in the front of my bus, we are rubbing tubs. And I got a pretty sufficient tub in the front of mine, but you put but the you, weight in there. Yeah, you
0: just you just you, you yeah. can't adjust the suspension for yeah. that. Yeah, I can't so.
1: adjust it on the fly. If like if I know so we'll be going to Octo in February, me and Kim rolling down in the bus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will raise the front suspension up just so I know when the both of us earn it and I hit dips on the freeway, I'm not going to just sit there and scrub my tires all crazy. So it may look goofy at Octo, but it will be raised And thanks to Wagons West, let me tell you something. Those drop plates I got in the rear, man, do I love those things (laughs) to why I was, I was loading my bus up with gear to go to busted by the bridge and my bus sits. Fairly low, but I got really big tires in the back. So you put some weight in it, it will start rubbing the wheel wells. Therefore, did factory. you learn
0: that trick from your brother? Big fat tires in the back of a bus. It just looks good, bro. <clears> just say yes. Put tires. Dude, Actually, just the one that yes. I
1: saw first was Russ's combi. Stop it with I Russ's love his combi. wheel combination. Just having a meat in the back made such a difference in the look of a bus. That dub blue combi looks so good, bro. Bro, what Anyways, year was
0: this? What year was this combi you're talking about?
1: Well, we're going back to why I love the Wagons West plate All so right. we don't get sidetracked. Give me a little credit, dude. So I know I'm loading my bus up with weight to take it to bus by the bridge. I got my I got a Westie driveway tent. I've got all kinds of stuff loaded up in the back of that dude, so it's, it's weighed down. While it's in the air, when I was just giving a little chassis check over before I hit the road in it, to raise it, there are these set screws that are now on the plates. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, oh, I better get a tool out. And I check real quick just by hand, and I can turn them by hand, and I was like, that's freaking awesome. And I literally give them both three turns up put a little more tension on them. And the bus sat at the same height that was before the weight went in. It. And I'm, when I say it was mere moments of work, it was mere moments. I walked by and literally just turned the screws. So shout out to Nate on that. Those freaking drop plates rock.
0: So, um, what are we talking about? We're talking about the, we're talking about the bull run bus, the bull
1: run bus, I guess.
0: So the, the, the plan with the bull run bus, back to the bull run bus. Yeah. Back to the bull run. So the dude who really has a problem with it, hang Let's up talk
1: bull run bus. That's right.
0: So this is my project update. So, uh, the other metamorphosis it's going through is the whole interior is going to be changed. So it will be hopefully by Prado this year to be back together with a new interior configuration and an actual podcast setup inside. We're so going to
1: do a mobile podcast studio yeah, inside of it.
0: So while we're at the swap meet or while we're at any of the car shows and stuff, we'll just set it up in its own little deal next to, its, right inside its tent or next to its tent. And uh, we'll actually be doing podcasts, recording podcasts there while we're in there and hopefully by that time i will have maybe a couple cameras set up inside it so that we can just hit one button record make videos and then that's the reason i haven't had stuff updated to youtube i've got tons of content to put up i just don't have the time to edit the content so any of you guys out there are in edi- editing video content sh- hit me a shout out at uh, bill at um, send me a message if you're interested in doing some editing for me and, and help get some credit on let's talk dubs It might get you some free gear and swag and uh, make you a vip status in the let's how talk how can dubs you reach you bill you can reach me at bill at letstalkdubs.com. So you can get at me at bill at letstalkdubs.com if you would like to help out with some video editing and get some exclusive uh, forehand knowledge of everything that's going on. Um, other than the bull run bus, we were going to talk about um, this video that the, that, was a, that I put this week on the podcast or on, the, so when, on my Instagram of you sanding the... We call that lapping. Uh, lapping. I was, I
1: was lapping a sump. And this is on the plate where the, the sump meets the case. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't set up. I just happened to be doing it for a customer as Bill came in just to visit over at the shop. So when I looked at the sump that I was about to install, you could see without without even checking it with the straight edge, there's no way that this, this thing is straight. There's no way in heck it is. And if you just held it up sideways, you could look and see an obvious dip on the backside of it. So the mating surface was not true and square like it needed to be. So when Bill walked in, I was correcting that issue for my customer and making sure that when I install a sump, that it it holds oil, and I really don't want to hear about the fact I installed a product and the product failed. I'd prefer to put the extra time in it. Now I saw uh, what's the guy's name? Win Win. He commented on it and he was like, "I can't believe you guys are liking this and blah blah." blah. And and yes, and uh, you know that may have got misconstrued or whatever, but I you know they're liking the fact that uh, that somebody was putting the effort into making sure our product worked and i can understand um what is his name
0: Winton Winton Winton
1: So Winton 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 you know he commented and said i can't believe you guys like this and all that stuff well
0: it's Jared Winton Yeah 3 times 3 times Winton Excellent So but it's more
1: it's it's more the fact that that a mechanic is willing to put the effort in should i have to do that heck no heck no, that sump should come from the manufacturer ready to rock and ready to bolt on because the average Joe would never have done what I did to that sump. They would have never even looked at it. They would have just thought like, I'm getting a performance product from a reputable company. It's ready to bolt onto my vehicle.
0: Yeah. And part of the, so one of the things I want to talk about with that is, do you know who that guy is? Yeah. 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 Jared, he's uh, Jared's with Ross Wolf. Okay. And Ross Wolf's going to be coming out with some so I know Ross High. Wolf
1: is a manufacturer of product, so Correct. I can see exactly why he made the comment about it. And I and and now the 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 ball is in your court, Winton, Winton, Winton. Make us a better sump.
0: So one of the things that Ross I wanted... Wolf
1: sump coming soon. Let's <laughs> yeah. see what's happening, guys. Please.
0: So the reason I the reason I brought that up is because what I wanted to talk about was the reason sometimes that it, it'll if you here are some signs for you guys out there that and and, and this is of course, my opinion, but it's the correct opinion. So, wow. Yeah. So when you pay, when you have a mechanic that's worth his weight, a technician, a guy that works in a car that's worth his weight in anything, there's a couple things that happen. A, he does it right. B, he explains to you the process that he has to go through to make it right. And C stands behind his work. So, this reminds me of a story I was just... So, some of you guys may have looked on Instagram. I put my uh, Riviera up for sale. On, not on Instagram, but on Facebook. And I had my Riviera up for sale. And this car I've had since 1996. And uh, I've taken it to shop after shop after shop just to to work on it. Not that I can't do the work, but I I know the kind of work that I want to do. And I want a little bit better quality.
1: what needs to get done to it is not in your skill set. Well, you yeah. could do it, but it's not in your skill set. You need...
0: It's in my skill set, but it's not. But listen, let me me explain why I do it. The reason why I do it is because it's not going to be the quality I want it because I know three bolt Billy. And I'm going to get three bolts on the water pump, and it's going to run. OK, you're, you're like you with the with the sump. I'm going to put more gaskets on there. But yeah. that, that's me, you know, because I'm in a rush to drive the thing and I don't want to spend. I don't want to take the time to do that stuff. And so that's why you typically take it to a shop. There's nothing more disappointing than going to a shop and you get to work back and you think to yourself, I could have done this crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because totally.
1: I, I like and unfortunately, that's been a, a reality with that car. It's been to three big shops and had big money thrown at it just trying to make it a just
0: trying to make it a daily a not, not, not trying to go it to, it not trying
1: to cross the country in it Cruising. just a daily where you could fire it up every day and roll around
0: so my point was um this is the fact uh, this is the opinion and this is my opinion that matters that should be the fact that tells you the way it should be and the way that it should be is anybody that you pay good money to to do a good quality job you should expect that now in my business as a contractor. We do work for people all the time. I'll warranty stuff five years down the road. I don't ever look at it. I never walk back to a job as if like, oh, this guy's trying to get something for free. I always objectively go back and look at it. And then I look at it through the eyes of the consumer. Like, did they pay for this or did they pay for better? Because I've had people that have, that have, Wanted marble and they get tile and then their head, they're they they're 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 getting marble and they're two different animals and they're not the same. It's like a quickie paint job and a show paint job. They're not the same and not the same dollars. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we've had that debate with people before where I said no. When I paid you seventeen thousand dollars for a paint job, it was for a show quality paint job. And then the painter looks at me and goes, "No, you paid for my time." I said no because if I wanted a sucky paint job, I certainly wouldn't have paid seventeen thousand dollars for it. So there is a direct correlation where a lot of people don't make that connection and i stand here to tell you guys there should be a direct correlation between what you pay and what you get 100% so i any, stand behind a lot a, of my work any mechanic worth his salt will say nope would and people make mistakes mm-hmm. and 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 on and and secondly on the mechanic side if the guy says he'll take care of it let him take care of it Correct, and they should there's, always be given the opportunity yeah, to correct always, the work too. Always, always take people your,
1: who keep mum's the mum's the word and don't and don't actually. Hey, Mister Mechanic, I got this problem. When I get a call from a customer, and they say, "Hey, I got the issue still. Bring it right back in." There's two.
0: In. There's two shoes on this foot. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense when I said that, but I like what I like how it sounded. <laughs> two shoes on this foot. So the other the the other end of this deal is also as the contractor. I would like the opportunity to fix it. Correct. I can't be everywhere all the time and I have people that work for me just as other people have people that work for them. And so somebody could have let something out of their shop and it wasn't the way it was. Mm-hmm. Or I could have done something at someone's house and it's not the way that it was supposed to be. Pick up the phone. Call me. You'll find that I'll be like, yeah, we'll, I'll send a guy out. We'll take care of it. Uh, make sure you look at it before he's done. I want you to be happy because that's my goal. As mm-hmm. a per- person service, I want my customers to be happy. So there's an obligation that you have as the consumer to politely contact the person, be objective that it's maybe something that was overlooked. And you say, because case in point, last time I spent money on the RIV, I took it to the shop to get a couple gauges put in. I can put gauges in to wire up a fuel sending unit to do that, fix the headlights, not above my pay grade. And then to put some dial in the pulley stuff, which would require welding, shimming and grind, which would require patience and time, which I have neither of. So when I went there and I got the car back I paid a professional to install my gauges in the dash. As I'm driving down the street, the gauge starts going intermittent. And then guy goes, Yeah, it could be a gauge problem. And I'm like, I'm sure autometer just sends out hot garbage all the time. That's fine. Secondly, definitely where I look first. Secondly, is the gauge. <laughs> I go to cars and coffee driving my Riviera the four times I was able to drive it after spending thousands of dollars at a shop. And when I went there I knew they were expensive, I had a mm-hmm. 30-minute conversation with the guy who ran the shop and I said, Listen, I'm I understand quality work costs money. I'm willing to pay the money. I expect the quality. That's all we do here. I'm the best of the best. Whatever, whatever. Great. I just want I looked him in the eyes. I just want to be clear. I don't want to get my car back. I got my car back, filled it up. I'm ready to take it on. A cruise through a tank of gas and enjoy my day. Fill it up, take a turn. I smell gasoline. Where do I smell gasoline? It's coming out from the sending unit on top of the gas tank. I'm like, oh, it's fantastic. If I wanted that, I'd have saved myself the money and done it myself. Cause Bill would have done it. It would have came sloshing out of the top of the tank, probably. Do you understand my point? Yes. So so like then I see him at Cars and Coffee and I park next to the gun. I said, Hey man, take a look at that. Look at look at all the gas leaking underneath my car. That's uh I gotta be honest with you. I took my car to you. So that I wouldn't have to deal with stuff like this, and now I got to deal with stuff like, oh uh, yeah, my guy, maybe he made a mistake. What, uh, you know, I, I get it. When can I bring it back? Oh, uh, we're super busy right now, and blah blah like that. Upset me right there. Mm-hmm. Like I spent good money to get my car done, and so, bottom line, if you're a guy and a lot of guys in this podcast work on VWs, you better be the kind of guy that stands behind your work. You better be willing to give somebody a solid day's work for a solid day's pay. Don't justify your crap work with equating, well, it was my time. It wasn't the quality of what I did because time and quality are the same thing. You know what I mean? And so based on that, I mean, you should get a good quality job. You should be able. Depending on what you pay. You get what you pay for in every no, no, no. industry. There's, there's, and listen.
1: the bad thing is, is you can overpay and not get what you paid for. Correct. There's the problem.
0: I see that all the time. I see people all the time in my business because my, in my business, people all the time want to hire an unlicensed contractor. Mm-hmm. They come in with a cheap price up front. By the time they're done with the project, they paid more than they probably would have paid me because they get the old rope-a-dope with the customer and then they're dissatisfied with the quality of workmanship and then they get burned in the end and have no recourse because they didn't follow the process and their intention was to save money. As a consumer, do your research. Things just cost what they cost. There's going to be a, a high, a low, and a middle. Sometimes it'll be directly correlated with quality a quality of product. Sometimes it'll just be due to marketing expenses or whatever the case is. But do your research as the consumer. Put your money towards the best value of what you're going to get and go forward with that after you've done your research. But for the most part, I think it's important that the industry as a whole starts to tighten up because here's the problem with the industry in our industry. I talked about this with, with Phil, Phil Kane, when I had him on the podcast, this, the CEO, which I I read, I I shot out uh, to the CEO on the last podcast. I know they're listening uh, because they started their own podcast. I'm sure they're listening to their competition or their target, whatever. But uh, I think you know, I, I put a thing out there, Hey, would love to get the new CEO for MP on the podcast. And he hasn't come on the podcast. And I would think, especially after some change events like that, this is a direct pipeline to the, to the enthusiasts out there. And I believe that he'd want to come on here and kind of say, Hey, here's what's going to be coming down the pipe at MP. But either way, um, when I had Phil on here, we were talking about what this industry desperately needs is somebody to come in and rattle cages by delivering high quality product and, good quality customer service. Like when you place an order, it gets shipped out right away and it's here. Mm-hmm. Instead of like waiting two and three weeks for something to get shipped out, nobody bothers to call you. No one sends you an email. No one tells you that things are not it's happening. back order, whatever yeah. the case is, yeah. So based on that, um, we're going to make sure, which by the way, I got one customer that's out right now that's been waiting on a small a, a small shirt and my t-shirt guy, I've got all, I've got a bunch of sizes except for smalls. And I, I went over th- four weeks ago to my t-shirt guy and I said, and this t-shirt guy was hammering me for work, want to do my business apparel and all kinds of stuff. And I said, cool, bro, we'll hook it up. Well, in the meanwhile, he lands this huge account f- for doing just tons and tons of embroidery and all this stuff. And I just stopped in and, and my shirts are uh, like a heat, a heat sink vinyl. And I reached out to my guy and said, hey, I need a small shirt. I, brought, I went, brought him like five or six shirts and some small ones. And I said, here, can you just pump out some shirts for me real quick? It's like, literally, he's got the artwork. It's like, do it print it steam it on done and I could ship my shirt out. I've been waiting four and a half weeks for a shirt so you know who you are that's out there waiting for a small shirt. don't worry I'll send you some extra I'll, I'll send you some extra stuff for waiting and uh, I'll get your shirt out to you this week but the reality is I've called this guy I've texted him and I'm like, hey bro do I need to come get my shirts because he was not only was he chasing me for business, he was chasing one of my friends who owns a big company for his business. And then it, all of a sudden I became like the guy not to pay any attention to. And it kind of bums me out because, I look, I can take my stuff other other places, but he was slow. I brought him my work, did my stuff. Now he's busy and it's just, I don't think it's right to treat people like that. So I know somebody out there is like, hey, I've been waiting for my small shirt. You're getting your small shirt and you'll get a bonus too. Don't worry, I'm going to send you a bonus for me getting kind of messed around with my guy. But it makes me almost to the point where I wanted to buy my own. My own shirt press. No, you
1: just find a reputable. Correct. Because totally I don't, don't want to yeah. be doing that. Yeah, no, no. What? But you don't. Know, Next we'll get a board. We'll start but, weaving the shirts ourselves.
0: <laughs> listen, bro. Jesse James makes his own cotton, dude. All right. But my point being that. He does
1: forge his own steel. So don't make a slam on the guy. <laughs> uh,
0: that's 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 exactly my point. That he forges his own steel.
1: You're on right. He does.
0: Yeah. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It just doesn't nothing give me any more street cred. Now listen, yeah, it, does. it doesn't, it doesn't.
1: So if I was hand hammering out my bus panels and they looked mm-hmm. as good as like an auto craft or a classic fab, people would be like, wow, that guy's got crazy skill.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyway, but either way. Um, so that's my rant on small quality. shirt guy. We'll get your small shirt. Sorry. Yeah. You get your small shirt. He, well, he's already, he's already a, a great guy. He's bought a couple shirts already. Want to get a shirt for his wife. And I'm kind of bummed out that I haven't been able to deliver this. So don't worry. She'll get two shirts. So, um, and that's and that's and d- do a feminine cut for him. And that's directly caused because of my supplier that couldn't get me the stuff that I needed. So it's super frustrating to deal with some stuff like that. So
1: I think everybody deals with it in every industry. Yeah. Like right now, I know our town, Las Vegas, is labor-starved. You know, I keep getting, man, you need to hire somebody. As soon as I see the guy that's right to hire, I will hire someone. But until someone like that actually is makes themselves apparent to me, I you know ain't gonna happen.
0: And the the
1: I can't test on my customers' cars. I can't test I, somebody out. I made that mistake to, in my youth, and I'll never do that again.
0: Well, no, you don't test people out, but you just you you have to bring them up, and it's a long drawn out process. And I talked to a guy today. So selling my Riviera, I put it up as like a non running car for a lot of money because I have mm-hmm. a lot of money in it. And a guy called me. The guy who called me said, "I'm gonna have my guy who does my cars for for me call you." So this guy who owns a shop called me. And we just were talking it's about, about when the same mechanic, that'd be great. <laughs> what's it? Oh, name? you
1: know, the, the one who messed it up the first time. What oh yeah. Name? Don't get yeah. me started. It'd be funny. So he called,
0: he called, uh, he called me up and we were talking about the automotive industry. He said, yeah, he says, and he's in North Carolina. He says, I have two local guys, everybody else I've imported from around the country. Like yeah, found it. a guy in Idaho, brought him here, found a guy that, you know, brought him from Nevada mm-hmm. out there to paint his stuff. And he's like, I got to get transplants. And I think it's, it's less about there not being people that are available it's a generational thing you know people a lot of young kids and stuff they just don't want to work with their hands i think there are some kids that want to work with their hands They I think just there are. they just don't I think they're just know they're not exposed to it correct they don't know they don't have they don't, they, don't know. They, don't, they don't have shop class they don't have automotive maybe their
1: dad's not into cars they love them secretly they just like no it's not in their it's not in their in, in their environment they're not
0: no no they're I, not uh, submergent
1: like your children you know all our friends kids <laughs> like they're forced into it by going to vw shows and whatnot there's probably a kid out there who wants to turn rich is pretty bad, but you know, my, his dad's my, an accountant
0: and his his fun is golf, not cars. You know, my youngest son said to me the other day when I forced him out to the garage, I said, Nope, no games for you, son. You can go out to the garage, I'll give you some batteries to play with, or you can crush stuff in the vice or whatever, but you can't play games today. You're going out in the garage. And I said, Which one's your favorite car, uh, Theo, my little son? And he says, ah, Well, I'm really not a car guy but I'm probably going to have to be a car guy because you're making me a car guy. <laughs> and so if I have to pick a car, I think I like the gray car the best. He's talking about the Riviera. He's like, I yeah. think I like that car the best. And he's never driven that Good, car. Good, I'm that selling car. it. And I said, oh yeah, son? <laughs> well, it's for sale. So uh, yeah. Any more dreams yours you want any me more, to just rip apart? <laughs> any more dreams that I could smash in that vice like you did with those walnuts? But either way, I, you, know, you, can, you can help make your kid. And, and listen, I, I talked to somebody the other day, uh, another friend of mine, he says, he had a stepson. He says, yeah, he was a little older when when I, his mother and I, when he came living with us. And he says, I kind of couldn't be the guy to make him come out to the garage and work on stuff. I said, yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, I'm that guy with my dad, like where my kids were like, nope, you're coming out to the garage. And they kind of come out a little bit annoyed. But my oldest son, he's really a car buff. I mean, he's really into cars. And he can't wait to get back here and wrench on stuff and do things because he's just like, the, he didn't realize how much it was part of who he was because he's just born into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? him, so, it's an
1: everyday occurrence because his life is part of it.
0: And now that then now that he's been gone for a little while, he's he's realized that it's part of what, what is one of his interests are byproduct of him just hanging out with his dad. And I think really when he was 18 and mobbing around in the Lower Tahoe, who wouldn't feel like a baller, dude? I'm going to tell you right now. Meanwhile, my daughter, when she drove that car, she was like, it's a lowrider machine. And everybody's, I said, baby, that's not a lowrider. I can get a 64 Impala. That's a lowrider. I said, that's a cool Tahoe. So, um, yeah, it's tough to it, it's tough to find that help. So if anybody out there is listening, thinking about relocating to Vegas and you have some skills, you may want to shoot some resumes over to Bill Let's Talk Dubs. I'll get them in front of George and we'll see if you guys want to do that. But it's a work your way up type of situation. And uh,
1: Everybody wants top dollar and wants to work out of my box. That amazes me. I would never walk into another mechanic shop and go, "Can I use your
0: tools and and expect to get full tech wages?" Right. You know what what what's wrong with that? Oh, well, here's goodness. the here's Shut the here's mouth. the reality. You could pay somebody 20, 25 dollars an hour if they're worth their salt. Easy, totally. easy. The problem is you just find somebody that's worth their salt worth anymore. Their salt. You know, it's yeah. it's tough and what people say about that is like a person who shows up at work and doesn't show up and go like, "My alarm my alarm didn't go off." Like, well, that's weird because the rest of our alarms yeah. went off today. Like one of, one of us is going to be responsible.
1: I have yet to have anyone work for me um, that's, that's younger than me that doesn't call in once a week. And that's not an exaggeration. No, it's there true. There's one true. day a week that they're calling in. It's true. It's always, oh, I don't feel good. Oh, you know, I got to take care of this. You know, my family, this or that. And, oh, I got to go over here. You know, I can't do it during a workout. It's always something. Yeah. But every week. They're one day off. Nope. And then come payday, they're like, dude, my check sucks.
0: Hey, man, this check's kind of thin, dude. I don't know if I can keep yeah, working here. Like, exactly. Well, yeah, I don't, should... don't know
1: if I, I said, well, once you, you start working show. here, you'll make more money. Yeah. It'd be crazy. Like when you actually crack 40 hours, that could yeah. be a decent check. If you actually cracked 50 hours, would be a great check. Right. But you don't want to crack those hours. You want to crack 20, well, hang around, you know... Bump gums all day the, instead of turning wrenches. I
0: think the I think the, I think the younger generation is more focused on lifestyle versus like career yeah. that equals your lifestyle. Well,
1: look at what they what they're immersed in all the time is social media. Yeah, whose life well, is yeah. like their social media posts? Get Nobody's. out of here, man! Really, <laughs> like, really is your life really that cool? Living that because I tell you what, life. I can get a cool angle on a shot and go, yeah, living the dub life or something like that, silly in, in a post and like, dude, my life ain't that grand. You know, I work on these things all day long. I have a very different passion for these cars than other people. Yeah, I went. You know?
0: I went to get Thai food the other night with some friends, and I'm sitting at the table on the people. YOLO, because it's crazy, bro. Number ten, hot. How you like? How you like hot? One to 10. 10, please. Bill orders his uh, native Thai, yeah. and that's no joke. Shart fire. <laughs> yeah, you know it's good Thai food when you're up at two in the morning asking yourself why oh, did I why? why did I do that? So good going down. Anyway, I'm there and the person next to me is like, it's the husband and the wife and they were, um, I don't think they were from around here. They had like a little Russian accent, some sort of uh, accent from that region Mm -hmm. of the world, Eastern European type thing. And if they didn't spend literally five minutes taking a picture, taking a picture of a bowl of soup, Mm. I thought to myself, like, who are you? Like who who's so engrossed in what the crap you're eating for dinner? Like who cares? I'm thinking and I've I've I don't understand like and if you're a person listening to this podcast that you take pictures of your food and post it.
1: Mm mm. I'll accept a couple of them. Like, Mm-mm. if you're, you're going to post food, you're getting if you're one of my friends, Exactly. <laughs> if you do it every meal, Cliff Usher, you are on by a string, bro. bro. By a string. Bro. If I see you at one more freaking beer place, out. I swear to you're goodness. You're out. Ditch cookies <laughs> la, no more. Cookies la, no more, right, bro? Come on, dude! No one wants to see your food, bro.
0: But it's it's not just Cliff. It's anybody that posts pictures of your food. No one wants to yeah. see what you're eating or what you're drinking. Nobody's really that impressed about it. <laughs> I'm gonna start taking pictures of like my horrible. Love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Wendy's again, chick chick.
0: Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> this chili smells like it was cooked four days oh, we, ago. We don't mess with chili, bro. Bro, live on the edge, patties. dude. Get Salads some chili. and burger patties, Get baby. Some low carb it. So, um, George. Mm-hmm upcoming shows so there's gonna be some upcoming shows this year we're, we're gonna talk about
1: so coming up real soon like yeah. within like 12 days or so i'm um, no i'm sorry 17 days or so is octo
0: octo is on the 17th of valentine's
1: February. weekend let me tell you boom. kids how i worked out my valentine's weekend boom
0: you didn't be like hey girl so we're going to octo
1: my girl she started getting to roller skating so i got into roller skating that's how life works sometimes <laughs> when your girl gets into something you got to get into it as well, because my girl, although she was an air-cooled VW person long before I met her, she does a lot of air-cooled VW stuff that would never happen in her life today. Right. So she does things for me. I do things for her. So February 14th is Valentine's Day. That'd be the day I'd be leaving town to go to Octo.
0: Why is that Friday? 14th yeah, is Friday? Yeah,
1: Friday, Friday is the 14th. So instead of ditching my girl and me like, ah, Valentine's, Shmalentine's, and just hitting the road, I'm out. I said, hey, babe octo happens in southern california that roller skating shop you want to go see is in southern california why don't we roll my bus over there and then we'll go roller skate on the beach and she boom, was all just, down boom her. i just all saw down. what happened
0: i just saw what happened see how George. i worked it out i saw that you're like hey, guess girl. who's going to octo hey girl i got a good idea why don't you i just Google. guess who's it. gonna break their hip
1: on the boardwalk of the beach Bro. wherever it is where, wherever you roller skate on the beach I'm this tell guy. You
0: now, <laughs> forget all that noise dude listen my buddy our buddy chris had his party No, his wife. uh, Kristen had her 40th there. She had her 40th birthday at the roller skating rink, and we got invited. And we go up to get our skates. And my wife, I was like, hey, do you roller skate? She says, yeah, I roller skated a little bit when I was a kid. Now, I remember years of roller skating, but I don't think it was very many years that I was roller skating. And uh, we rolled up in there, and she got a little offended at me that when they handed me the the permission slip to skate, I checked intermediate. (laughs) Let me tell you something, guys. If you had not been on roller skates since you were 12, and I have been on roller skates since I was 12, and I thought, like, I'll pick this back Let's up. Right back. I can ride like a skateboard. Riding a bike. I'm going to tell you right now, it is not like riding a bike, and I was like a dog pooping a peach seed, bro. I was, like, stiff-legged, straining on my face. I about oh, broke my hip. You never
1: I mean, had the best ab workout in your life like that before. Bro. <laughs> bro Every stabilizer is firing on your legs. Oh, You're hitting muscles horrible, you never dude. You
0: thought of. Horrible, yeah, sometimes we do things that we, we did when we were young, man. We go back to it, and it's like... It's a point that Kim brought up. She goes, you know, we used to do all this cool stuff when we were young. Yeah, once Why do we in. stop doing it when we mm-hmm. get older? So
1: guess what I do a lot? I ride bicycles. Now I roller skate. I do I all kinds bikes, of fun ride things. Ride a bike.
0: Anybody ride a bike. It's easy. Yeah, but we Catwalking, ride, we, we, we ride SC bikes,
1: man. We're not on our road bikes or so, mountain bikes. We're on cool
0: bikes. You were talking about doing stuff when you were a kid, riding bikes, and roller skating, and all that stuff. Um You're talking about staying young and doing that. That's it. Mark Gonzalez just watched a little a little thing for him. I'll, I'll put a little link to it. It's a Thrasher video that they called uh, uh, some kind of augmented poem or something like that. I can't remember what it was called, but it was Mark Gonzalez. He's 51 years old, and this dude is shredding, dude. Like he's still out oh, there. Yeah. Mark Gonzalez was Y'all always stopped. what one of the posts that I put this week was a picture that uh, Mark Gonzalez reissue. Unfortunately, sorry guys, it's a reissue. But my bro George got it for me. Um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, I'll tell you guys the story behind Mark Gonzalez. Besides, I had one. The first time we got stopped for curfew as kids, and we got cornered by the police. We were like 14, didn't have any ID. That was my name on the ticket. I'm like, there's one. <laughs> like, what's your name? I'm like, Mark Gonzalez. Because <laughs> I thought if I put my real Mark, name. Mark, <laughs> don't come to Vegas. They may be looking for you. They'll track me down, not knowing that there was no. I mean, we're talking, this is the 80s. There's no database or any yeah. of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we were, I think we were out right on our skateboards out by the dealerships over on Sahara. We somehow ended up over there and we got busted for curfew. The cops were there and the guy's like, what's your name? I'm like, uh, Mark Gonzalez. So, and he uh, believed it too. Yeah, hard to believe, right? Eighty-two percent Greek, and he, he thought me for a Gonzalez. It's crazy.
1: I don't know. When I was a tile setter, I used to get a lot of guys
0: coming up to me, just <laughs> hey, bro, I'm Greek, Whole man. Lot I'm of Greek. Spanish. <laughs> but so you know, staying that age and and doing and riding skateboards and all that stuff and rolling dubs. It's it's yeah. Look, rolling dubs is the easiest part, dude. Um, fixing them is where it gets harder. Like getting laying on your back, like when you just <laughs> you just. Got done doing whatever Creepers you do. Creepers are for creeps, man. <laughs> Give me a lift. And uh, you yeah, but listen, I got I've got the scar, the clutch scar right there. No, I got it somewhere here. The uh, exhaust pipe mm-hmm. clutch adjustment scar. I've got that, so I proved myself. But uh, yeah, when you get older and you stay into that stuff, you can stay in pretty good shape. Because I was looking at Markins, also like man, that dude's in pretty good shape, and that guy's half a whack job dude, skating dude. Because other guys, he was riding up tree trunks and all kinds yeah. of stuff, and he's a very different skater. And he was like, always has been super unorthodox but he always just had just crazy style like he would just come up with these wild tricks that he would do and uh there's been a lot of guys getting obviously a lot of us guys that are in our 40s are getting back into skateboarding and there's a there's a there's um i can't remember what it's called on instagram old guy skateboarding or something like that but over 40 and still skating or something but there's a lot of people and you look at all the pros anymore, it's like it's like Hassoi, Caballero, all them dudes are in their fifties, mm-hmm. man. They're all in their fifties. Heck, Cabs probably in his later fifties. And they're all still and they're if all still sixty. They're all still out there shredding. Mm-hmm. Um so get out there and get out there and skate, guys. Matter of fact, when you get a let's talk dub just sticker. Just don't stop moving. When when you just get, never stop moving. That's the whole thing. When you get a let's talk dub sticker, put it on your skateboard, bro. Look at that. Put on a skateboard. What a segue. <laughs> you, you get some roller skates, <laughs> you slap you a Let's can, Talk Dub sticker on the side of them. On the ankle. You got a bicycle with a number plate, Let's Talk
1: Dub sticker. That's
0: right. Where can you get them at, Bill? You can get them at letstalkdubs.com. Go to the store, click on purchase in the store, and find your way to whatever you like for podcasts. So, or for whatever you like for stickers.
1: Except small shirts.
0: <sighs> yeah, small shirts are on a, on a freeze right now, but uh, don't worry. Don't worry.
1: We're going to find a new supplier.
0: We are going to find. Open we- up that pipeline again. I'll be working on a new supplier for sure. So, um, but we did post up on on Facebook to get a couple of questions, and there was just a couple of questions because like everything I put about 14 minutes of thought into this and <laughs> shot it out about 10 minutes before we started the podcast. Sounds so good. There are a couple questions that we have on here, and one of them is from uh, superfan uh let's see view two more comments. Super fan Robert Bagwell. Oh yes. He says titles bills bills of sale and shopping and shipping cars. Um, he put the word conus. I'm not quite sure what that is, but uh, but um, either way, titles and bill of sales. So it depends on your on your on your specific city. Nine out of ten times, you need a title. For sure, there are some times where you can get away with a bill of sale. Some cities, and you have to, it's check, your, states, you not you have to check states. Yeah, you have to check. Yeah, check your state law in regards to what's required for the purchase of a vehicle. Now there are title services that you can use. I personally have used them on several vehicles that have I that I've owned it costs about 350 bucks mm-hmm. one of the places that I used um, I gave a shout out to I'll give you guys a shout out to them if you send them a message do me one favor just tell them that you heard of it on let's talk Doves podcast now the the place was called IT international title services and the guy had a PO box here in Las Vegas and what they did is is you sign an affidavit of truth you get that notarized you say that you legally own the vehicle and you purchased it in a legal and rightful manner and uh then he takes the title and, and the process that i've seen happen in the past is um it comes out of like Connecticut or somewhere up there in the northeast and it's it's a State that does not use titles. They just go off registration. So they go and they they use the certificate of ownership. They get a, they get it registered. They send it back here with a packet of paperwork saying that this is how this state legally does their vehicle ownership. You walk in your DMV, hand them the packet, and you get the title. Other than that, if you guys have a friend that's a mechanic and you legally purchase, let's say you legally purchase a vehicle, right? Go to some person's house. The car has been in their property for 20-some years, um, and they don't have a title. They lost the title or whatever the case is. If you have a friend that's a mechanic, you can have a mechanic, play some mechanics lean on that. And some, some, sometimes the process is that they'll have to take the four, the four neighboring states and they'll have to publish it in the paper that this vehicle, this VIN number uh, is being filed for, lost title, or whatever the case is. They go through a process. I'm sure you have to pay your local mechanic a few hundred bucks for them to do a lien process on there and then they'll get a lien title for the vehicle. So there's always more than one way to get it done. Ultimately... Uh hopefully you guys are all using this for legal, legitimate purposes because yeah. there's really no need to, to I mean, listen, you could buy a bug for 50 bucks. So um, if you're having a challenge with the title, that's a thing to take into consideration when you're buying a vehicle too. Um, I know when I registered one of my vehicles, when I got the title for it, the title was like 1991, and then 1995, the guy signed it over to another guy that he sold it from, and that guy signed it and filled his name in as the new buyer. Then I took that title that was registered in 1995, and I went in 2010 and tried to register it. <clears throat> walked into my DMV, and they'd normally been pretty lax, and they're like, well, where's the bill of sale from that guy to you? And I'm like, did you want me to go to the car and go get it? Wink, wink. Like, this thing's 12 years old, lady. Like, it's a it was a project car that's been moved from person to person to person. And then I got discouraged and never went back, but I got to get a bill of sale, go back over there. But sometimes it's just a lot of nonsense and shenanigans. But you always want to try to find the most effective way to get it done because other than that, it could cost you a few hundred dollars. And in the purchase of a vehicle, I value a title depending on the cost of the vehicle, well, hopefully you're not buying a big dollar vehicle with that title because yeah. that's just stone cold stupid. If it's not a $500 or less, or $1,000 or less project yeah. car and that you can validate and they'll write you a notarized bill of sale, not just a bill of sale, but a notarized bill of sale, a title, I'm going to value a title off the car of at least $500. Bucks. I'd agree it's with It's at that. least a $500 hassle to get that. So uh, my suggestion would be try to stay away from any vehicle that doesn't have a title, and if there's some title issues with it, you'll always want to get that stuff cleared up before you buy it. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about here that I saw a question on here, Lucas Han hits us up and says, uh, your giveaway car ideas. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So, um, I can paint the picture for you guys. So we're going
1: to do some clarification on this until we have the project. Is the year starting on it? Cause we don't have the car no, yet we'll, to work we'll, on it.
0: We'll get the car here shortly. Well, that I'm not worried about. Okay. What we're so we're, what we're going to use part of this this podcast to talk about is we're going to talk about the process you go through um, to purchase a car. So the the premise behind the giveaway bug is I want to find a solid clean starter bug. We may even go up to a 69 if it's a solid clean original car. Agreed. Yeah. May build a throwback cow looker. The first the, the main principle for purchasing this car for Let's Talk Dubs VW build giveaway. The purpose for building is a Sponsors can get on board and contribute parts for the vehicle. B, well, that's that, that's actually B. A is the fact that there needs to be really good tutorial videos on how to do VW stuff online. And I've searched for some of that content to try to just email to somebody that kept calling me about how do you do this, how do you do that? And I said, dude, here, just there's got to be a video online of how to do X, Y, and Z, which is super easy. And all of the production quality the videos I saw were hot garbage. So if you guys are listening to this, when we get this beetle our so the so the premise of what we're looking for is a clean solid starter car something that needs the least amount of work in stock form and then we can take it and customize it new interior if we can get something with original paint or clean slight patina look that's even more perfect yeah we're going to do drivetrain re- overhaul so new front suspension new rear suspension new transaxle new motor all that'll be done to it it'll get um New interior and any we, we we want to stay away from body mods, so why do you want to stay away from body mods? We want to stay away from body mods because that is where a vehicle will kill you in costs, yeah.
1: Anything that needs metal repair, we're trying to stay away from. We, we want a good, clean starter project to go from, and we're not going to shave things. We're not going to...
0: No, we're going to you know, keep it. No. We're going to keep it as... What
1: we're trying to build is like a reproduction of when we first got in the scene, what correct. we would have been stoked to get.
0: Something that you could... Th- some, a a project driver that's lower. Psh, psh, psh. Correct. Something psh. that you can get and build in your garage. And then we're going to give away a solid little car. But th- the other thing that I want you guys to do is send in to bill at letstalkdubs.com or post up on our Facebook page. Or Instagram, what we want to what we want to do is, um, if you guys have specific suggestions of what you want to see how to videos of, George and I are going to go into producing some videos this year that are going to be some pretty good videos, good good production quality and short and to the point because when I go on YouTube there's nothing. More annoying than I go to see a video and it's it's 15 minutes. And the first six minutes is just going, well, what you're looking at here is a socket. And from 1966 to 1962, the socket, blah, 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 blah. And there's 10 minutes of lead up. It's like, no, I want to see how to. Quick and dirty. Yeah. Like, like a... Dirty Deb School of Skating that I watched. <laughs> Quick and dirty. And what, what it's going to be is like we're going to get in there. Let's say, for example, we're going to do uh, how to adjust your fan belt. We're going to do a how to adjust your fan belt video. Shouldn't be more than 10 minutes. You're going to get, you're going to get,
1: I'd say probably like a three minute video. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying
0: is you're going to get your No, I'm saying 10 minutes. It's going to be like, here's the tools you need. You'll need this tool, this Mm -hmm. tool, this tool. This is what you have to have to move forward. Once you take your pulley apart, you need to have your 10 shims. You need to make sure that this is in good condition. That's in good condition. Here's examples of some bad ones. And then this is the process you do. Bang, bang, bang. So that people can actually go to these videos, actually learn how to do something because a part of the issue is people don't even want to read anymore. You know, they don't even want to. They don't even want to pick up a. a Videos manual. are faster. They're easier.
1: It's more accessible. You can write an article on how to change tighten a pulley. Correct. Physically watching it, you learn faster always. Yeah. Seen an example of it. I. I I learned how to paint cars in YouTube university. Yeah. And that's no BS. No, no, no. You but, know? I, and obviously a I, lot of time and effort, I, it, it, but so. it saves,
0: it saves the time. And then you can tell from watching the quality of the video that you, from watching the video, if somebody knows what they're doing or not, and it'll, it'll help you out. Also save some time and a lot of, a lot of hunting. And um, by
1: the way, I also had professionals helping me learn as well. Like I have a guy with knowledge in my shop at all times, even before Virgil was there, Bill Cohn was there. I have friends like Neil Walker that I tapped who professionally paint cars for a living. So it's not like I just went to YouTube and said, oh, I know what I'm doing. I got technical advice from my friends who are currently in the business.
0: Yeah. You know, No, and um, so.
1: That was for bonding issues and everything like that to make sure that I'm giving somebody a quality job that's not going to peel off in a year.
0: And so the purpose for these videos is just to build good quality videos. And by the time we're done with all these videos, they're going to be your basic thing that the average guy in his garage is going to want to do. Remove and replace your front beam. People want to know how to do that. So we're going to show them all the tips and tricks on how to do that. Make some quick videos for that. We're going to do how to, how to drop your tranny. Some of the immediate upgrades that you're going to want to do anytime you're going to lower a car or do this, how to, how to reset your suspension. Um, just the basic stuff that guys like us did when we were in the garage and we just want like we bought a bug and we had a budget of five thousand dollars in in spending money and dream money that we we're gonna buy to mm-hmm. do whether it was take the motor and switch it to dual carbs from single carbs you know like if that was all the performance upgrades you could do that's it that's or what you' Solid stalker
1: I mean but, but you know what I mean
0: yeah. like th- that'll be the process of everything so the first video that I want to get um, that I'm hoping basically if we buy the right kind of car the first video that I'm gonna want to get that I'm going to put together is taking a car from a dead state and getting it started to evaluate the condition of the car. So that would be pull a car in here, drain the oil, change the oil, pull the plugs, squirt some WD down the plugs, you know, check everything out, see if you can get the motor to fire up, do a compression test on it, and then kind of see how it is. And then diagnose the condition of the motor based on what happens after you get it running, which is pretty easy to do. Whether the seals are blown on it, or it's got a rear, a rear, uh, rear mains out on it, or whatever you have, so that would be a fun video to do, just because a lot of these people. I, oh, It'll also give them an opportunity to follow along on it if we if we get the plus, car
1: and and we and we start on some of those things, yeah.
0: Because it may be something that. We'll go through it in the same process that I, this is my thought. We'll go through it in the same process of a guy who buys a car. And we'll, we'll, we'll be smart about editing too.
1: Like no, a no, lot no. of stuff that doesn't need to be. In, correct. Yeah.
0: Correct. But what I'm saying is that here's the process. And this is how I'm env- envisioning the process. The process is we buy this car and just like every other person, when you buy a car, you want to get it running. Once you get it running, you want to keep it running and start fixing it up. So it may be get it running. Work on lowering the front end and, and, and altering the suspension, depending on the condition of the drivetrain. Then maybe new interior. Then maybe. And when we're talking new interior, most likely a pre manufacturer a, a, Yeah, 100%. Getting stitched up, yeah. Brand new, TMI, so find somebody, hopefully we get a sponsor that sends us an interior kit, sends us an interior kit, and we put that interior kit in it, but show everybody the process of putting an interior kit in properly. The number one thing people miss in the interiors, George, is what? Paper bearers. Correct. And I learned it it the hard way. And me being an exterior installer, that's what we used to do. I'd get inside a Monte Carlo or whatever it was, and I'd just take a razor knife, and I'd just cut the vapor barrier out of the way because that new six-bun I was going in there, and you never made that connection. Doing that, thinking about water coming in, but Mm -hmm. usually that probably destroyed most of the stuff. And with my Corvair, when I put my Corvair together, I slapped those door panels on. I took the car wash, didn't even think about it, and then pulled them off to do something inside the door. And I saw the back of the door panel was all wet and had mm-hmm. some water marks on it. So then I went out, and bought some Visqueen, put the vapor barrier on the door between the back of the cardboard door panel, and 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 the door. And uh, now, when I,
1: kn- when I do my build, it is a completely <coughs> sealed unit, meaning I've installed it with rubber cement around the exterior edges. And when I put the the rubber booties in that hold the clips, mm-hmm. I burn them with a soldering iron and push them into it. So it's 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 a perfectly sealed door. So when Joe Schmo that picks their car up, for me, if I've installed the door panels, when they wash that car, they they're not buy. destroying a brand new set of door panels because that's exactly what happens. Without a vapor barrier on there and someone washes our car, you see the way that scraper fits up against the glass. Water goes right past it and destroys it the uh the cardboard or mace mdf whatever the the press board it's made of yeah so cheap insurance man you spend good money on that it stuff it, and you want well, it to last a lifetime the whole reason that that original panel lasts as long as it did is because that vapor barrier stayed intact for an extended period of time and most of the ones you see that are roach that there's no vapor barrier anymore someone took correct. it off doing a repair on the car one time and never put it back yeah no it, it uh them germans they ain't stupid
0: no it's they every make good stuff it, eh it, it, it. <laughs> It's everybody. It's everybody's got that, but it's a lot of yeah. people they, they oh, get yeah. a car, they're, they're never used to seeing it. So, um, so that's one of the things we're gonna do. So that's the that's the process of the giveaway bug. So uh, I'm hoping to find to give something away. I don't want to give away some roached out piece of garbage. I'm looking to give away something that's solid and something that's gonna be a fun build, a nice car that when we're done, no rattles, no squeaks. It's just a cruiser. Just get in, put it in gear, and go. So
1: you guys have no idea. We thought we found. Oh, we thought we found a bug you know so, uh, a gentleman passed away in Lake Havasu and 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 he has a very large collection of Volkswagens and and they're all kind of what we were looking for but let, we're looking well, for a let, little bit let me better. break
0: it down to him so i get a phone call for the first podcast where i said we're going to do a giveaway but friend, a friend of mine texts me and says dude i got this guy in this town he passed away he's got 93 Volkswagens all 63s and 67s and i thought perfect i'm looking for a nice 67 to give away and this will be perfect. i was super excited. He sent me some behind the scenes pictures. It's literally a warehouse, <coughs> a warehouse full of Volkswagens. I mean, w- would you agree to that? Yeah, it, you're right. You just get step on.
1: Get stepping on my kicks, bro. That's <laughs> all right.
0: That's all right. That's all right. Be like Mike. Look, we will get you. So, we we'll get you a your ragged white comment how off. clean they were. Now they're not so clean. Yeah, you're all right. You're gonna be okay. Just shoes, bro. So, um, we get, I get this phone call and I'm like, cool, bro. We're gonna go down. So when George's down to buses, we ran over and looked at these cars and george what'd you think
1: there were a lot of projects there a lot of projects that were started and unfinished um, the quality of the car was not what we were hoping for when like what we're talking about we're trying to find a very clean vw to just put the basics into we're not looking to pull quarter panels pull aprons you know get the get the rear end of it with new metal on it we're not looking for that we're looking for a clean project that hopefully someone can still find out there when they're in their town looking for a Volkswagen, yeah, and that's why we, why we may need to dip our toes in later waters for sure on that to get a better specimen to build, you know, because a lot of these cars could definitely be built. There was no question about that, but there weren't. They weren't what we were looking for. We're looking for something more of a cleanup, not a complete resto. There's a very big difference in the car we're trying to give away. We're and, trying to give away cleanup, not and the a resto. reason
0: and the reason we're doing that is because. If you or I, who are experienced VW guys, if we're going to go buy something, unless it's ultra rare and it's one of only a few hundred vehicles or something like that, we're not going to take the first 67 we see. We're Mm -hmm. going to wait to find something decent that's mostly complete. Fairly decent. Such game with
1: the quantity. That I, we looked at that. Oh, that was like the it was worst. like
0: it's like you open up you open up the treasure chest and instead of gold, it's all pyrite in there. And you oh. like magic. You're like, oh, this is great. We started looking at these cars, and so these cars are still great yes, builder cars. 100%. They're rust, some of them are rust-free. Yeah. They all Every car that we saw needs a front apron, needs a rear apron. Needs it, a quarter panel. It needs needs a, a, it, yeah. need, doesn't have it the seats needs, in it. Doesn't have this. Doesn't have that. Needs like that. metal work. So we we were hoping, and they're still out there, we were hoping to find something that was like a $2,000 complete car, like something the front apron's clean, hasn't been banged There's up. There's a motor. May not run. Yeah. May run. Who knows? But all, the in,
1: all the interior would be intact. None of those cars were that. Being that they were all 67s, I'm sure he made a pretty penny selling off 67 seats because they're one-year-only seats. So yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that a lot of them were pit clean, or he bought people's projects who no longer had the seats It it, look, to them. it
0: appeared to me that he bought people's projects. Yeah, and I had the guy never was seen retired. so many 4 steering wheels in
1: my life, dude. There were, here, every car in there had four-spoke. They were four from, they on <laughs> from
0: 15 inch down to 10 inch, bro, and they were all there. But it was it was good to see. Shout uh, out to
1: Lucas' hand on that one, by the way, for the yeah. hookup. We appreciate it, brother.
0: Yeah, and so by all means, there are definitely some good. There's there some good. There's some affordable project bugs For sure. in this list. So anybody's interested, I get approval from from Lucas, and I can forward you guys his contact information, and Lucas can help set you up with these cars there in the Arizona area, and they're uh, like a lot of dry
1: ones, a lot of late models. Yeah, a lot. Of, if if you're in need of if you want to buy a fleet of '67s that may have the switch you want, the the knob you need, the whatever. Might be a good source for it, but but we'll get not, to that. Not 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 many complete 67s, unfortunately. We'll get to
0: that information. And so yeah. my focus is to look at, look for something a little more clean to give away that we're not going to have to do tons and tons of. We we don't want to touch the body too much yeah. on those things. So they're still out there. They made enough Volkswagens that we'll get a nice clean bug and build a nice clean even if it's street a cool grizzly. patina. I'm all right
1: with that as well. A nice
0: cool yeah. street cruiser, yeah, because then we could always just clean it up and clear it if we want to do something cool, yeah. something super trick. But. um yeah, that was the that was the big uh, the big surprise. So, what what you guys want to make sure is if you're out there looking for a bug, and this is something that I, I tell people all the time. People get so excited on a cheap deal, mm-hmm. like it even happens to me still. If you want it real bad, you usually get it real bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it 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 happens to me. Like even myself, like I, you see me all the time. You know, I'm your brother. You see me buy some dumpy mm-hmm. project. Like, why did you buy that? And I was like, it's only 500 bucks, but it's like, mm. I'd be better served buying one Can't for $5,000, but no, really I'd be better served buying one for 5,000, do the work I want to do to it and then enjoy it Absolutely. versus buying something because it was such a good deal and spend the money on the purchase correct your best money is that the, the second you buy the car is
1: the best money you're gonna spend yes turn down the bucket that needs thirty thousand dollars of metal work because it needs
0: that thirty thousand dollars of metal work recognize what you're looking at when you're making your purchase and don't buy over your head There was a guy recently uh, around here that bought in way over his head um he's probably more of a mini truck guy than he is a, a vw guy because vw mm-hmm. if you're going to be into vws you better get used to working on stuff personally and get to know things. Otherwise, it's going to be an expensive process. Or if you're going to try to get stuff for free, you're going to be annoyed right out of the scene because people will be annoyed with you. But you should really take somebody that knows what they're looking at. Be patient. Everybody gets freaked out like, oh, this is such a good deal. I got to buy it today. It's like, just wait. Let it simmer for a little bit. You don't have to run out and buy it the first second, not unless it's some super ultra rare deal. And if you're just getting the VW scene, you don't know what those are yet. So don't run out and buy a 72 and then show up at the car meet and wish you bought a pre 67. If you're going to buy a 72, know you're going to be happy with your purchase and don't try. You'll see the post all the time. How do I get blade bumpers on a late model? Yeah. And it's like, you should have just bought an early model if that's what you wanted, because nobody wants to be uh, buying something and then, and then trying to, you know, kind of be accepted by the earlier guys without something. Be happy with what you got. If you're a super beetle guy, be a super beetle guy. Um, if you're an early guy, buy an early car, you're better to spend 5,000 bucks on an initial project than 500 bucks. If it's, if it's not what you want, And don't, Correct. because what'll happen is you'll just end up one of those statistics. Just somebody's, somebody's come up that you're just giving up on it. It's in your garage and you're just ready to let it go.
1: Your, your project will end up in a garage with 92 others like these
0: like a buick riviera like
1: this, no like i'm saying the guy that kept snatching oh, up all yeah. these all these people's projects are probably projects that people well, got way too deep in and in that was relation. and that was that
0: guy's retirement he he, yeah. he literally i mean i actually had a uh, a friend of mine that his car was there this guy went to new mexico and bought his car so this guy's hobby was just going out and buying 63s and 67s and putting them together and you know restoring them one at a time and that was his thing and unfortunately he tragically died so sad situation but it wasn't what we were looking for. But if you guys are looking for some mostly rust-free cars, they do need some metal work, need some body work. um, Hit me up and I'll get you in contact with the guy who's in charge of helping the owner get rid of these uh, particular vehicles. So um, also Marcelo uh, Zaupa over here commented on our thing. It says, Hey Bill, why hate on the Brazilian buses? LOL. I love them all. What's your thoughts on those? And then I replied, and then he replied like 12 times, but I replied to him, did you hear the podcast? And he said, he puts he posted some pictures of some super nice stuff that he's got here. Um, he's got a nice, super nice Brasilia. So I for sure am not hating on any of the Brazilian, yeah, stuff. The Brazilian what, stuff. What I appreciate about the Brazilian, the Brazilian podcast that we did with Brian Hamrick last week was that in that podcast, we got to learn... Um, how the Brazilian buses came because all the ones that we see here on the market they're all they all look like um, 23 windows and come to find out they don't have 23 windows and they just have uh, 11 13 and 15 windows so um, the Brazilian the Brazilian buses I'm digging I am digging the Brasilia so sooner or later I'll end up with the Brasilia
1: and I think that, that you weren't hating on them you were just pointing out that the examples we had, we had seen at Barrett Jackson were a very <laughs> very poor quality and the one that's at Justin shop was a very very poor quality. Yeah, that, so there, that was. There's a difference. There's no hate on the actual Brazilian buses. It's the the un, unfortunately the specimens that we've uh,
0: uh, been exposed to are not of the cleanest quality. And so uh, Marcelo says. And by the way, the Brasilia is based on a guia pan, and everything else. So. I don't know what it, and everything else means. And he says, and no Paco in Brazil. <laughs> so <laughs> that was pretty funny. I think you guys
1: corrected that the Thiago.
0: Yeah, Chago. We said it was a Chago in Brazil. Um, but yeah, he's he posted some pictures up on Let's Talk dogs Great, great <clears throat> look in Brazil. Yeah, I love this thing. It's on some uh see, these aren't turtlebacks that he's on. He's on a different, a different kind of wheel that's like an like an inverted turtle back. And I actually saw a set of these wheels on a Baja in in Henderson somewhere. And I wanted to get them, but it only had the fronts on there because no one has seen those four lug wheels. They're pretty gangster looking. They're concave. looking, but uh, yeah. So um, that's where we're at for this week on the podcast. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the. The back and forth chat. Um, is there George anything you wanted to add to the podcast? Anything you anything you wanted to bring up or talk about that's been taking place? Are you going to Octo in the scene? I plan to be at Octo. So let's so, talk dubs. Let's talk dubs.
1: We'll be at Octo. We'll be at come Octo. By, say hi. Yeah, come by. I have my bus out there. My wife will be there. She might be the one oh. roller skating around in Octo. Yeah,
0: we were talking, but we were talking about that. So before we get out of here, we're talking real quick about the next upcoming event. So we're going to be at Octo. We'll go to Octo. Uh, my, Kelly Park is ma- coming up in April. But before Kelly Park and be and after Octo is going to be Hot VW's drag day. So I'm going to make it a point to go to this year's drag day. Absolutely. So Let's Talk Doug's going to be set up. And also coming up on that, I've got uh, I've got a gentleman coming on the podcast, Doug. And Doug's coming on the podcast. He's a drag racer. DNA is his car. He's going to be coming on, and we're going to talk about who's doing what in the drag racing scene so that you guys get some insights. So when you go to Hot VW's drag day, you have a little bit more insight as to who's doing what and what classes to look out for and get a little bit of difference to understand the difference of these cars. So – uh, we'll be out at Hobby W Drag Day, and the big thing that we're doing is, without a doubt, let me see, make sure it doesn't, it's not the same weekend as my swap meet, but it's going to be the Kelly Park uh, VW show, and uh, hopefully it's not on the f- perfect April 19th. My swap meet is the 5th of, uh, or April 4th, the Friday, so this year for sure Oh look your is on there, april 4th there's your boy no that's not that's not the bus we will be at kelly park this year so you guys make sure you come up man all the let's talk dubs listeners come out there and uh uh come by kick it say hi be at the booth we'll be at the z shop so we may do a facebook live from the z shop on friday night because he likes to do that and then we might be checking in on the uh on saturday um for the red barn show if they're still doing the red barn show and uh it's a pretty cool weekend of stuff to do so i'm sure we'll see our boy greg banfield probably be kicking it with him shout out to greg banfield up there in the uh in the north central part of california and uh so that'll be the next events we're headed to so uh make sure you guys look out for us this year you come by you see our booth set up you see our tent set up you can't miss it big giant easy up says let's talk dubs on all four sides so come by see me and george say what's up Support the podcast, buy some merch, and uh, we appreciate you guys' support, man. The podcast is growing like wildfire, and it can only grow more if you guys make sure you take the time and you share this podcast to all your friends. So you go down to the bottom, click the three little click details, click the three little dots, and share it. Put in a mass group text to all your friends. Say, hey, guys, check out this podcast. It's really good, and I hope you guys like it. Um, we're going to start checking a little more often with George and I on some things to look out for in regards to purchasing Volkswagens, engine sizes that you should be going for depending on what you're using and some other things like that so if you got if you guys want to want to get to george on instagram george how do they get you on instagram
1: at underscore the wagon w-a-g-e-n so you're underscore
0: at underscore the wagon at underscore the wagon on instagram and on are you on facebook I'm just the wagon on Facebook. The wagon on Facebook. And then anybody wants to email you for anything, where do they email you at? Georgetvw at gmail.com. George at gmail.com. Well, cool guys. Hey man, appreciate you guys. Love the support. Plenty of people out there that are enjoying the podcast. And I appreciate you guys back. So hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. We'll check you next week, man. Later. Peace. Well, if you guys like that podcast, and I hope you did. Share it with a friend. Make sure you send it to one of your VW buddies and make sure they get turned on to Let's Talk Dubs. The podcast is growing like crazy and we could always use your support. Make sure if you guys got any topics, questions, concerns, or anything like that, you can email me at, at dubs.com That's dubs.com Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well as giving us five-star reviews on Apple iTunes. We're also available on Spotify. So make sure you guys check us out, you share us, share it with all your friends. We appreciate the support. Also, you want to show your support? Go to letstalkdubs.com, go to the store, buy some merch, support your boy. Uh, appreciate you guys, and talk to you next week. Later. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have around the house.